Good morning to each one of you. Greetings in Jesus' name. Well, I don't know how many of you all were at the conference meetings uh, East, uh, thir- Wednesday and Thursday evening last week, but I was challenged with Richard's um, message on remedy for apostasy. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. And he talked about being passionate, uh, being passionate in our prayer life, in church life, in just in in life in general, as far as involving the church. And wow, I tell you, that just that spoke to my heart. And so um, it was a challenge to me to be more passionate for the Lord, to be more passionate for the church. To be more passionate for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so my challenge to you is to be the same. Not that, uh, not that I'm there, far from it, but that God is calling each one of us to a passion of knowing Him. So, a question. Do you believe what Jesus says? You believe what Jesus says, right? Clear. No questions. Do we believe what God's Word says? Yeah, we do. No questions. So why is it that in our lives, and I say this for myself, in our lives we don't always give everything over to God We try to do things kind of our way. I wanted to share this morning on Luke chapter 20. This is the church chief priests and scribes. They were challenging Jesus' authority. And then Jesus talked about the parable of the tenants in the vineyard. And so I'd like to read, starting at verse 1 in Luke chapter 20. And it came to pass that one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes came upon him with the elders and spake unto him, saying, Tell us, by what authority dost thou these things? Or who is he that gave thee this authority? And I want to stop there for just a bit. This was a common practice of Jesus. It says it came to pass that on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple, Jesus regularly went and he regularly worshipped and he regularly, it seems, taught. And it says, and he preached the gospel. Well, I thought Jesus and the new covenant was the gospel. So what did Jesus preach or teach at this temple? I think he taught the same message that John the Baptist taught. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Jesus Christ being a part, a real part of that kingdom of God. And it says, And the chief priests and scribes came upon him with the elders and spake unto him. And I don't think that they came, like our Sunday school lesson, in humility and saying, you know, we really want to know. I think they came with an attitude, a condemning, maybe, it seems like it to me, and they commanded him. He said, tell us, by what authority doest thou these things? And who is he that gave thee this authority? Jesus' authority was being questioned by these men that were, quote, the church leaders. And Jesus' response was very simple. And he said unto them, I will also ask you one thing, and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? A question. A question that got their attention. A question that made them think. A question that made them stop and back up and converse together because John the Baptist, it says, was accepted as a prophet of the people. And yet, they didn't hear his message. It says, and they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, Why then believed ye him not? And if we say of men, all the people will stone us. For they, for they be persuaded that John was a prophet. And so they took the political easy way out. They didn't want to be saddled with one decision or another. And it says, they answered that they could not tell whence it was. And Jesus said unto them, okay, then I don't really need to tell you by the authority by which I do these things. And then we look at this parable. Then, and I want you, as, as we look at these verses, as we look at the introduction here, I want you to remember that these men were the rulers, the chief priests, the teachers, the scribes. The, they, these were the men that were giving instruction to people that were striving to follow God. It says in verse 9, Then began he to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and led it forth to husbandmen and went into a far country for a long time. And at the season he sent a servant to the husbandmen that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. Again, he sent another servant. And they beat him also and entreated him shamefully and sent him away empty. And this Lord of the vineyard was fairly persistent. And he again sent a third. And they wounded him also and cast him out. Then said the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? Ah, I will send my beloved son. It may be they will reverence him when they see him. But when the husbandmen saw him, they reasoned among themselves saying, 
This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of that vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy those husbandmen and shall give the venue to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whomsoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. This vineyard. I want you to think about the vineyard. Last year, we bought some grapes, grape plants, some thornless blackberries, and some red raspberry plants. We got some of those from New York and then some locally. So we took some time to prepare the area. We tilled it up. We laid down a big old piece of landscaping fabric. We planted these different plants in different holes. We built some fence for the grapes and for the, the um, blackberries. And then we worked with these. We, we mulched the holes over. And then we, we worked with these plants to train them up that fence. We tried to care for those things. And lo and behold, we found a couple of grapes on those plants last year. And we found a couple of red raspberries. But the black Berries, they, they didn't yield anything last year. But as we watched this year, we mulched some of those things. We pruned some of those, some of those plants. We continued to give them some training up the fence and out across the fence. And this year, we were really blessed with a lot of red raspberries. And the blackberries and the grapes, they're, they're growing, but they're just, the blackberries are just now coming in and the grapes are a little ways off. Slowly growing, ripening. And for each of us, you know, for us, we want to see our vines and berry bushes, we want to see them grow fruit, to yield that fruit to see some fruits of our labor. And it takes pruning, it takes spraying, it takes mulching, it takes all of this to see any results. It takes work. Well, we left on Monday to go down and help Hannah, and we got back Thursday. And as I looked out across the garden, I was like, my grapes. And so I went to inspect the grapes. And there were Japanese beetles all over the grapes, the grapevine leaves. And I was like, whoa. And so 
got out some spray, sprayed those. But the leaves are ruined. In four days, those leaves were just all chewed up. The, vine, the, the, the fruit is still on the vine. And I'm hoping that it's still going to yield. But wow, it did not take long for one small pest to grow into many small to many pests and basically just annihilate that grapevine. A parallel. But I want us to think about this. God in his creation created that beautiful garden and put man into that garden. He planted man in that garden and allowed him to grow. He allowed him to choose and God gave mankind everything he needs to sustain life physically and to prosper spiritually. Even though man sinned and that sacrifice had to be given, it covered until the perfect time when Jesus would come. We see that Adam and Eve failed. They sinned and they were separated from holy God. But I want you to picture this vineyard, picture this garden, planted, mulched, well taken care of by the one who desired to see it prosper, God Himself. He wants you to be that tender plant in His garden that He can mulch and prune and train up that trellis or whatever it is, fence. And then... He gave this into the hands of Adam and said, take care of it. But he said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we know the story. They didn't follow directions. They disobeyed. They disobeyed the one that planted them. They disobeyed the one that created them. They disobeyed the one that gave them direction in life. And we see the results of a sin-cursed world because of that choice of Adam and Eve. But I go back to the question in the very beginning. Do you believe what Jesus says? Do you believe what God's Word says? If so, why do we stumble and fail and fall as Christian people? Are we any different than Adam and Eve? Are we any different than these church leaders here? I want us to think about that. Are we any different? God planted that vineyard here through Jesus Christ, the church. He has given us instructions to plant, to water, to build, to train, to introduce new plants, and then to continue to weed and mulch and spray so that we can see more fruit. And each one of us are those, at one time, tender, small plants. And some of us have grown larger and healthier. And some of us, some of us have borne fruit. And I say, thank you, and God bless you. And I am sure that God is pleased with that. But in all of our lives, just... As those Japanese beetles invaded that patch, sometimes there are things that invade our patch. And we have to do something about it. And we can't just wait. But sometimes as the, as the Lord prompts our hearts, 
Sometimes we need to do something right now. We need to get out the spray to rid it of the bugs. We need to get out the, the, the pruning shears and chop off some of those branches. We need to do something about it. Each one of us needs some pruning and mulching, some spraying to keep us healthy, to keep us growing and bearing fruit. God didn't want us just to plant it, to, to minister the gospel, and then walk away. Because when we walk away, soon the weeds grow. Soon the bugs infest. And sometime or another, as that continues, we will see little or no fruit. And maybe even see that tender or even mature plant die. And so my question to you, do you believe what Jesus says? Do you believe what God says and His instructions? And do you care personally about yourself and collectively or individually about others around you? Jesus has given us proper instructions on how to plant how to water, how to prune, how to grow good fruit. And when we follow God's directions, when we work together, it works when we follow His design. We see in Corinthians, Paul was writing, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom he believed, even as the Lord gave to every man, I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building, according to the grace which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed excuse me, how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Paul planted. And just like someone planted the gospel seed in your heart, in your mind, whether it was your parents, another pastor, somewhere at church, a friend, however it was that God planted that seed of the gospel, of salvation, somewhere along the line someone planted that seed. Somewhere along the line someone watered that plant and continued to care and nourish for that plant. Yourself your being. And somewhere along the line, you have hopefully continued to grow. But as you look at your life, can you see some beetles? Can you see some weeds? Can you see some branches that need pruning? As you look at your life, and I encourage us to look more at ourselves than we do at others. Because oftentimes we see ourselves 
a little bit in a skewed way. But when we look at others, we look at them in the eyes of our mindset, our ideology, what we think they should be doing. But it says in these verses, we are laborers together with God. You, or ye are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Why are you that? It says because you are there because of the, according to the grace that God has given unto me as a wise master builder. Jesus is that foundation. It says here in verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is that foundation. We are the plants and the laborers. God has entrusted the garden, our church, to each one of us. As a plant and as a gardener. Personally and individually. And we have Bible school coming up. Are we actively working in the, in the garden? Are we actively participating in the work of the church? Are we actively comparing ourselves to a holy God and not comparing ourselves among ourselves like we spoke about in the Sunday school class this morning? Because when we compare ourselves among ourselves, we have that skewed view. But when we compare ourselves with a holy God, we can see those Japanese beetles clear as a bell. We can see those weeds and those other things. But we need to learn how to identify those things. We were walking through some timberland yesterday. And you know, I've learned a few trees along life's way. And Marks and Benjamin was there and Hans was there. And you know, I can go through and I can see certain trees and I know just what they are. But there are certain trees I have no clue. Marks and Benjamin, they haven't been exposed a lot to that. And so as we walked along, what kind of tree is that? What kind of tree is that? And the ones I didn't know, Hans knew. He knows his trees. But we need to actively know what we are doing. We need to actively know what God has given us warning about. And then we need to encourage one another and build one another up in the most holy faith. As we look at this parable, we see the vineyard planted and leased out. We see these servants sent to receive fruit from the vineyard. And each time the, the Lord of the vineyard sent those servants, they were beaten or treated badly or shamefully. They were wounded and sent away empty-handed by the husbandmen. These men were harsh and merciless. These caretakers were not willing to share with these servants who were sent by the Lord of the vineyard. And as a last resort, the Lord of the vineyard sent his son. 
in verse 13 it says then the lord of the vineyard then said the lord of the vineyard what shall i do i will send my son it may be they will reverence him when they see him jesus christ the son the heir he was killed by men that were to care for these tender plants he was killed by men that were to plant, to water, to mulch, to build the fence. Men that were to prune and train and nourish. And I guess my question is, are we doing the work of the husbandman properly? Individually and collectively? Or are we being cruel, and unmerciful. These men were supposed to want to get as much fruit as possible. Just like when we planted those vines last year. We want to nourish them, to prune them, to trim, to, to whatever, mulch them or whatever, so that we can get the maximum amount from that small space area. If you were to imagine yourself in the garden or the vineyard, picture in your mind a garden or a vineyard, walled stone walls, sloping hill, vineyard or vines on fences, and other beautiful plants around. If you were to imagine yourself in that garden, what would be your job? Would you be tilling the ground? Or do you not want to get your hands dirty? Would you be planting the seed? Or is that out of your comfort zone? Would you be watering? That's fairly easy. Would you be weeding those rows down on your hands and knees? Would you be training those vines up the fence or the trellis? Would you be building the fence? More hard work or mulching? Or would you just sit around and watch others do the work and then say, wait a minute, you didn't do that right. People, Oftentimes, we need to get to work. Because when we work, we are concentrating on our job. And we're not looking around at other people because we have a job to do. Are you a part of the vineyard working and doing your job? The job that God has called us to do. Let's get to work. If you look in the classified ads, if you look at the storefronts, at the fast food restaurants or wherever you go, businesses everywhere right now are looking for workers. Right? Yes. They say there's not enough truck drivers, there's not enough workers, there's not enough laborers. Go get a job. And I don't mean that in the workforce of this community, nation, or world. Go get a job in the kingdom. For the glory of God, be a husbandman that wants to bring forth as much fruit 
as possible. Get your fingers dirty. Dig in and be a vital part. Get involved in ministering to others. Preach the word. Do voluntary service. And I see that happening. God bless you for that. For that. Those of you that are participating in summer Bible school, I say God bless you. It is a work of the church to reach the hearts of all ages. When asked to serve, do your best to serve. And then serve together. The reason I say serve together is so that we have some type of accountability. Serve in a safe place. And then don't criticize others that do go serve. Mark 6 says, And he called unto him the twelve. This was Jesus. And he began to send them forth two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits, and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no scrip, no bread, no money in their purse. Jesus sent them in pairs. I'm convinced Jesus sent them in pairs for accountability, for safety. We read in the Old Testament, a threefold cord is not easily broken. There's strength in numbers. In a multitude of counselors, there's strength. Serve together. Serve in a safe place. Again, looking at Bible school tomorrow. I know it's a busy time of the year. And I know that this week and a half is somewhat intense, especially for the superintendents and those helping with that. But it's a chance for us to plant, to water, to prune, to mulch. It's a great opportunity for us to connect with children or parents. One of the men that Marcus met through auction is married to one of the girls, young ladies, that came here to summer Bible school. And she remembers that. And there are many people that talk about coming here to summer Bible school. We don't know when it may bring forth fruit. But we trust that as we plant and water and prune and mulch and nourish and whatever God has called us to, God can give the increase. It's not because of what we do, but it is because of what God. Jesus said in Matthew, I'm sorry, in John 4, Say not ye, there are yet four months, then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look in the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true. One soweth, another reapeth. And I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored and ye are entered into their labors. There's plenty of work to go around, people. There's plenty of work to do in the kingdom of God. The vineyard that I hope is actively growing for the Lord of the harvest, He will come soon. Let's be watching and waiting. Let's continue building and growing and laboring for the Master. 
1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, forasmuch as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And Galatians 6, 9. This comes with Keith Crider's email. And I just, every time I see it, I'm like, Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. May we continue to labor for the Master. May we continue to see Jesus and His authority and the Word of God as truth to help us grow for the glory of God, for our salvation, and for the salvation of others around us. God bless you.